This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Here comes Christmas for me. Ah! This level of foolishness. So great, damn it! What a little bit of money. Finally, Lyle. It's been too long. Welcome to Good Christmas Fun. I'm Kevin T. Porter. The T stands for tinsel. I'm Christmas Caroline. And we're going to have Good Christmas Fun, Good Christian Fun. It's the first of the season, even though technically this comes out in November, but it's post-TG. It's post-Thanksgiving, so I think it still counts. Really? This comes out on a Wednesday? It's still November next Wednesday? It's still November next Wednesday. The first of December isn't until... Frickin' Friday. That's disrespectful that we're having Thanksgiving this week and then it's still November next week. It's giving disrespect? It is giving disrespect. <laughs> Good Christian Finds the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music, and the movies, and the entertainment made for and made by Christians. We're not here to make fun of you or make you go to church. We're just here to have fun. Uh, that last clip, of course, was Sean Mendez. as Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Mr. Camila Cabello. Does... Does he have Christian vibes? Do you get the sense from him and his oh, presence that yeah. he's been to church, that he's susceptible to church? He also seems like the perfect Mormon, no? <laughs> he's so tall. He's so classically American looking. I'm trying to think. And he, he loves to sing. But isn't his hair too long to be a Mormon? Um, He's a rock star Mormon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's like the guy I knew in my high school named Zach. Zach was the coolest Mormon oh, who yeah. was so nice and so handsome. And had long hair. And everyone in high school liked him. No, that's the thing. So maybe oh, okay. I'm just basing on this and my experience mm. with Zach. Yeah, it's how closely does someone align to Zach? Yeah. And that's how Mormon they are. Yeah, that's right. Like, wait, that's not like Zach. I don't think they're Mormon. <laughs> uh, Zach wouldn't do that. They probably seem like a bad Mormon to me. <laughs> It's the first uh, episode of the season. We're recording this a little bit in advance. We're recording this pre-TG, but already this is like, this really got me in the mood for for Christmas, just to be clear. Yes. Got me in the mood for 
Christmas. We're talking about the album The Music of Christmas by Stephen Curtis Chapman. Real mood setter. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of his deal. It is kind of his thing. Have you ever heard of like a, <laughs> a like a thermostat performance in a movie where it's like they're not in it for most of the movie and then they come in and they they change the temperature of the whole thing. No, I've they like that. jack it up, you know, like McConaughey. Like and, when Sean Mendes comes on in Lyle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, did it just get hotter in here? That's kind Woo! of Steven's role in CCM as he comes yeah, in and he every jacks year. it up. Uh we're here to talk about this album. An album we've briefly discussed a part of in the past. Do you remember this? No. Okay, great. Well, I can't wait to remind you. <laughs> But first, we're going to need a little help from a very special guest. Friends and folks, coming back on the on the podcast after a three-year ban, she's an author, <laughs> a priest you can catch her on Substack, or her new updated memoir, Dangerous Territory. Give it up for Amy Peterson! One of our rare um, multiple... Uh, guest appearances, people, multiple guests. She's been on multiple times, but the okay. rare one. It's so good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. One of the rare people that it's only ever been remote. That's right. This is time number three. Is that right? I think yeah. 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 Like that. That's, that's why we're working on a live performance in Asheville coming up. Oh, we're going to your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of the country. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're coming to the East Coast. Yeah, that'd be sick. Well, <laughs> Amy, I don't know if you know this, but I've spent quite a bit of time on the East Coast in my day. Yeah, uh, he's almost. Yeah, he, people are almost like, oh, Kevin, the guy from the I, East. I don't know where he's from anymore. <laughs> It could be the East. It could be the West. Man of the world. Uh, so maybe I don't, think, I don't think this is true. Um, no, he does go to New York City like every two days. Yeah, every two days I'm in New York. Dumps around really? his little boots. Well, I need to. I need to. This is germane to our discussion. Today. Okay, sure. I'm going as of this recording. Uh, when this comes out, I will be. Well, who gives a shit? I'm gonna be there in a few days when this episode. Are comes you joking? Out. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I'm not. No, I told you about this. No, I told you about this like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. I'm going for a concert at oh. Carnegie Hall. Oh, yes. Oh, this is huge. The concert, you did tell me this. Amy, is uh, it's a double bill. Two friends. Two friends. <laughs> I found out today. Like, my who are friends forever? Oh, yeah. They're friends who are friends forever. It is Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant oh, at Carnegie wow. Hall. I found Did out Amy today. Personally, invite you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> hey, Kevin, would love to see your little face out there. Your little half shake and mutant face. Here comes Christmas for me. Here yeah. comes Kevin for me. Yeah. I was hoping I'd be able to like intro the concert by saying that everyone in the crowd goes, "Here comes Christmas for me." You should reach out and ask if they need an, an MC. I want to be very clear. Them often. <laughs> I, I have to imagine the moment we logged off of our interview with her two years ago, Amy said, please never let that happen to me again. <laughs> to whoever was on her team. She doesn't and remember she was a like, second We're of not that. that desperate yet. <laughs> yeah, like, Am I doing yeah. that poorly that I have to do this? Can we get a podcast with reach? <laughs> My God. No, you know who is the opener for real? Michael Tate. He's their oh, opener. Oh, right. Wow. Again, just imagining. I had a grand slam. 
bases are loaded with that, these three. The Holy mm-hmm. Trinity. Just imagining Michael Tate in New York City. It, it's it's sort of hard to imagine. Is he the one who is stumping for Trump in 2016? Stumping and trumping. That's right. Hopefully he'll get back at it again when he needs him the most next year. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And and don't we have that to look forward to as well? It'll be interesting to see what the evangelical move is in 2024. Mm -hmm. Like, Who's really loyal? All right, let's sell up again. (laughs) Shonda Pierce. Saddle up your horses. Yeah, that's right. Maybe SEC, though. Steven Squirt is... I think he stays out of it. He he does. He does. Does Did Smitty ever stump for Trump? He He did did one of those, like... (laughs) <laughs> he played at he played at like a America rally or something. Oh, he, he did. He did like one of those yeah. freedom rallies America at the height rally. of COVID in 2020. Yeah. But Trump wasn't there. It was just a right. related patriotic. It was just a uncomfortably patriotic right event. Okay. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't believe there's any footage of them together. I don't believe there's any like imagery. Well, that's because I'm smart, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> the, Smitty PR wise. I, have yeah. you checked the dark web? I I haven't yet. <laughs> Did he scrub it? <laughs> like, oh, you imagine like Smitty's on like MAGA Reddit saying oh, like, no. no, but he's got good ideas. He's <laughs> he's a businessman. He's the thing. Great shooter. Gracious. Well, Amy, thanks for joining us on the show yes. once again. Welcome back. Hey, it's been too long. A lot has um, changed. And, you know, I heard you were talking about me and my daughter on the show and that's that's how this all got started oh, that's true <laughs> how are we talking about your daughter that's true well i i i told you this caroline on on the podcast because i i follow amy on instagram and she posted a brief clip of her and her daughter at a boy genius show singing along to graceland too oh yeah and i got immediately choked up and i was like <laughs> Something's Aww. happened to me in the last <laughs> couple of years. This didn't used to be the case. And now this is a not uncommon occurrence. Uh, and I thought Your about heart. that when I went to uh, Boy Genius. You've got the year. heart of a father of daughters. <laughs> what is it that you want me if to put in dating life. profiles? Like, <laughs> a, I'm a dad looking to have children. <laughs> I'm like a, a childless That's father. Good. That is a good <laughs> yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> no boy like or dad girl dad. <laughs> Yeah. No, I hope when you were alerted to that, that you were being discussed, not in our presence, <laughs> that it wasn't truly Positive. alarming. Yeah. that yeah. It, it was. I was not alarmed. I, I think after I posted that video clip, you had responded to me on Instagram. Yes. So we had already talked about it. Oh, okay. But then we were just at church and this guy came up to me and he was like, hey, did you know that Kevin was talking about you on Good Christian ah, Fun? Oh, my God. And I was so like, funny. no. <laughs> like, I had spoken to one time before, you what? know. So it was it was uh, fun. And and you hadn't heard it because you just hadn't listened to it yet. You listened to every episode, and you every just episode hadn't religiously, gotten to that one. I just was Thank you. behind. I knew it. Mm. Yeah. Well, Amy, yeah. you are in a leadership at your church right now. And what I'm hearing is whatever you say here may come back Damn. to you through your congregation, or at least that one guy. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. Why did, why did you have to remind oh, me no. of that, girl? Caroline. <laughs> Stakes are huge. I love it. <laughs> what is a oh, hot and- button issue we can talk about today? <laughs> yeah, what are the ethics of this? Is this like listening to your teacher outside of school? Do a podcast? I mean, surely that must happen now. Mm. Or like your therapist or something? This guy doesn't actually go to my church. He was just at a Bible study at my church. Okay. So I'm not sure that any of my actual congregants 
are listening. Let's keep it that but... way. If you're a congregant, go ahead and turn this off now. <laughs> Just go ahead Let and turn Amy this off. Let Amy live right for one goddamn hour. Give her a some week. privacy for Pete's <laughs> sake. On on the other hand, now that I am ordained, I wasn't mm-hmm. ordained the last two times I was on here with y'all. Now that I am ordained, I do expect you to clean up your fucking language. Oh, okay? oh my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, no. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what we'll do we. Do. How do we and I, tighten it up? I do feel do quite a difference to? Um, from the last time we talked to are you. Are the cops gonna come? I'm scared. Hello, police. <laughs> um, congratulations on your ordination. That's so exciting. Hey, do you want to catch is. us up on uh, what happened in the last three years since we last talked on this journey? Yeah, in the last three years, I became a priest in the Episcopal Church, graduated from Duke Divinity School, flip those in order, <laughs> graduated from Duke Divinity School, became a priest in the Episcopal Church, took a job in Asheville, and now I am the Associate Rector at Trinity Episcopal Church in Asheville, North Carolina. Woo-hoo. And every week I, uh, you know, study ancient texts and then say some magic words over bread and wine and then feed a bunch of people the body and blood of Christ. Amazing. Okay, so yeah. I know what a director is. What's a rector? <laughs> Basically the same thing. Did they a drop the dog? like the big boss of the church, and I'm the associate rector, so I'm the second in command. Okay. You know, yeah, I don't know why they dropped the terms, I don't Kevin, know what the difference is. Maybe the DP. Director. I say a rector. <laughs> is it just cleaner? Like, yeah. It's just cleaner that way. I've heard yeah. the term, but I, I truly, I, I legitimately did not know. The definition of it. There are so many words in the Episcopal tradition that I still don't really understand. I only had heard of it because... They just have language for everything. Yeah, of like uh, British literature of the Jane Austen variety. A lot of rectors in there. Like, oh, the rector's not going to like this (laughs) one. That's right. Things like that. (laughs) Um, Amy, is it... I mean, this is such a journey. It's so much work to get to this place. Um, How is it been kind of what you thought it would be or maybe how has it surprised you a little bit you know this was like a total out of left field thing for me I did not expect to do this at all in my life um and so like never even thought about it until 2018 five years ago and um it takes that long in the Episcopal Church it usually takes longer than five years oh wow to get ordained in the Episcopal Church um and I have loved it so much. And it's both like I love the work that I do. Um, I love the place where I live. And also I think something about turning 40, really it does feel like a portal into like, I really don't give a shit about a lot of things anymore. Mm -hmm. And I am doing what I want to do. So it's pretty great. So 40 is liberating. I can look forward to that. Oh, man. Yeah. So good. Because 30 felt a little bit liberating. But 40, I was a little unsure of. When I, I recently had a birthday and my dad texted me and his birthday message is, wow, you're 16 years away from being 50. I was like, that's not helpful. <laughs> I don't like that. That's close. <laughs> Thanks, not, Dad. That's not what Thanks, I Dad. wanted to hear. <laughs> but you're saying 40 kind of unlocks something for you. Yeah, I love it. 40s are great. 40s are powerful. Yeah, what feels powerful about it, it? It truly is just like <laughs> disassociating with like courting other um, people's opinion in the same way. I don't know, and I do wonder if it's like a male female thing. 
because my husband turned 40 and the next day threw out his back and was in bed for two days. Uh, um, you said it like he did it on purpose. Like, <laughs> like as a response, listen. like, fine, I'll throw out my back. I mean, and and last week he was diagnosed with arthritis in his hip. So no. maybe oh, no. for men it's rougher. I don't yeah. know. Feels like we're definitely too young for arthritis. A little creaky. But man, okay. So like in the last three years, we last time you were on, we talked about Kateman's call. Uh yeah. That Ben, do you have any memory of this, Caroline? Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I remember. Got being you guys like, in lots hey, of trouble, I'm me. sure. I don't think we got in trouble per se, but I do remember it was, it, it was like height of 2020 pandemic. I'm like fondling yeah. myself right now because I'm looking for my phone trying to find. <laughs> it was August 2020, and we talked about their album wow. 40 Acres. Wow. But yeah, over three years ago. And of course, we first touched base with you on second service, I want to say back in 2018 as well, talking about the missionary myth. Yep. It was. It was, right. it yeah. was on, wait a minute. It was literally on 420, 2018. Cool. It was <laughs> April 20th. <laughs> nice. How about that? And you've updated your memoir recently and put out a new so one. So kind of you to bring that up. Yeah. Let's, yes. let's get to yeah. the plugs. Tell us about finally. it. I loved your memoir, by Listen, the way. I did not come on this podcast just to plug my own material. <laughs> I wanted to see your smiling faces uh-huh. again. Yay. Uh-huh. Hey, we're subscribed uh, but- to the Substack. We get it. It's a numbers um, game. It's all a numbers game. Yeah. My original publisher for my memoir uh, decided not to continue printing it. They made that decision after my second book came out, in which I was um, pretty vocally anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. And then they decided maybe that wasn't a good look for their brand, so they stopped printing my were, first book. Were they ever explicit about that, about the rationale? Or is it just putting two to do They were fairly explicit, yeah. Which is fine, you know. People got to do what they got to do. So then I was thinking I would just republish it independently on Kindle, but an independent publisher reached out to me and said they would like to republish it. So I added a new afterword, updated a few mi- minor, minor things, and recorded an audiobook, which we didn't have the first time around. Whoa. So I'm really excited about that. The audiobook will be out in like two weeks. Oh my gosh, fantastic. Um, but Congrats. the new edition of the book came out a couple weeks ago. The audiobook recording process, I want to ask about this. Is yeah. it maddening? Like it it feels like something I've known a few people who work almost exclusively in the audiobook space, but m- yeah. most of them aren't doing their own stuff. And especially yeah. something like a memoir, which is so personal obviously. Is it just taking and retaking stuff over and over again? Um yes, until like usually like until I got into the swing and then I would find a rhythm and I could go for most of the rest of the chapter without needing to stop and retake. Um, but usually at the beginning of a recording session, it was a lot of retaking. And it was a surprisingly emotional experience um, because that book is about things that happened to me 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I wrote the book 10 years ago or started writing it 10 years ago. And I've read it since then. And I had read chapters aloud when I was in the process. But to read the whole thing aloud in the space of three days, it was just like really drops you back in. Can you imagine being dropped back into like your most emotional, Gosh. volatile, dark night of the soul? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> time. And just 
at that straight time and the story straight through, which is usually not how you probably tell the story. You tell like parts of it or pieces depending on the context, yeah. but to like really almost like therapist level go through like it, minute by minute or day by day of what had happened, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. that's extremely intense. It was. I also loved doing it. I guess I love the sound of my own voice a little bit too much. Oh yeah. No, that's <laughs> why do you think we do this? That's for a five true years? superpower. If you can get if you can close the gap between a thing that so many people go through, which is I think I sound like this, and then you hear a recording and you feel like I don't I don't sound like that at all. What the hell? Yeah. If you can close right. that gap, it's so powerful to yeah, feel like when you Listen get to, to that right voices. moment you feel like you're actually in your own voice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it reminds me a lot of what Carrie went through in in Just Like That when she had to read Mm. her memoir. And I don't know if you watched that. (laughs) I actually thought about that scene while I was recording my memoir. (laughs) When she's picking up the seashells on the beach and brought it back. I thought about her in that recording studio in her stilettos. (laughs) And I was in my closet in my bare feet. And yeah. (laughs) Lots of parallels. I forget Mm -hmm. the format name, Caroline, that we used to do where we read our old journals. You remember this from years and years ago? Yeah, we called it Now and Then or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I remember the- Did you guys steal that from Alyssa or did she steal it from you? (laughs) You know, let's check the timestamps on that because truly I think- she, uh-huh. I think she started making the TikToks after because obviously we did have her on. I think so. Those. I mean, obviously we can't tra- take credit for her brilliant oh, man, young if you mind. Had me for that, I could have, <laughs> I could have brought some. You oh, could have found a journal. We should then. Oh, we'll shit. bring you back for a second. Yeah, we'll service. do that. <laughs> Kevin can yeah. deal. <laughs> Kevin can wait. Um, but I, I don't think I ever told you this, Caroline. But the first time we did it, like it was, it was at your place. The, the line of demarcation. Now there's like two phases of the podcast where. We used to record at Caroline 2017 through 2020, and we've recorded at my place post-pandemic, basically, almost exclusively. And I remember it being at your place, and I remember coming home from the first time we did it. And it was a funny episode, but yeah. I remember crying myself Yeah, you did tell me this. I, I did tell yeah, you this? Yeah, yeah. It was brutal. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. So I can't imagine doing that for a full freaking memoir. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was brutal. I woke up every morning absolutely buzzing with anxiety. Oh, man. Was there any, and, and I, I wonder if there was any like um, temptation throughout that process to kind of rewrite slightly or to like, well, I know this is what's written, but does it have to be word perfect, especially because it's being updated, et cetera? Well, I had already made a few small changes, but I will tell you, um, two changes that I made in the process of recording. And one of them was I realized uh, when I was recording, you notice repetitions when you're recording an audiobook oh. in a way that you don't when you're writing. And one of the repetitions I noticed was that I used the word skinny a bunch of times. Oh my gosh. And I felt really uncomfortable about it. Yeah. So I wrote to my editor and we, we took out the word skinny was on page one of chapter one. Whoa. We took that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and replaced it and- with snatched. <laughs> I snatched. You know it's not too late. <laughs> I could go back. Yeah, I feel like also uh, verbally saying it out loud. It does like yeah, makes it feel different. It does. It just kind of catches a little. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the other thing I changed was just that there was a part where I had um, talked about slaves and I changed it to enslaved peoples. That was really mm-hmm. the only like PC change that I made. But uh, no, there wasn't so much temptation to rewrite things as I was reading it aloud. It was just like illuminating. Like I saw myself more clearly. Yeah. It was pleasant. Yeah. And at a 20 year mark and a 10 year mark from who you were even to. Mm-hmm. And then now yeah. you've got this other book that will mark this other time in your life. And like, wow, how fascinating. <laughs> the rest then, of us yeah. have journals where we're just like praying. <laughs> that like no one sweatily. ever reads. Yeah. That's smart. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. But still, I, I it's not it's not exactly the same thing. But having something like even audio, Caroline, of you and I from six years yeah. ago is mortifying. Oh, yeah. No, I'm never going back. Have you gone back and listened to the first episodes? <laughs> the plan right now is to, at some point next year, this came up in a recent episode, the plan mm-hmm. is to listen to episode one and do an audio commentary on it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then make that an yeah. annual occurrence where we keep layering audio commentaries for as many more years <laughs> as the show. <laughs> Because, yeah, you, it might have the similar effect if you had to record your audiobook again one decade from now <laughs> as well. Wow. And see what or words that you're record a commentary to. on top of my audiobook yeah. 10 years It's from never now. been done before. You could be a trailblazer in the field. <laughs> yeah, just like you. It's very meta. I'd, very- I'd, I'd listen to it, certainly. <laughs> well, me too. I'm here for it. Well, I want to talk to you more about Christmas stuff, but first, I think we need to take a quick break. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. 
Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic, but instead of the usual drop we play, I'm going to play something we haven't listened to yet, but Amy sent us. Here we go. <laughs> you better not shout, better not scream, because Santa God's coming today. Ho, ho, because it's snow time, Christmas and shout. Everybody shout, hooray, because Santa Claus coming every gift, every gift. Just coming today. Okay, so perfect. Uh, I would say I just wanted you to hear my favorite Christmas song to start off. Now, now to me, the vocal was good. Like I love the raw production <laughs> quality of that. There were some uh-huh, moments uh-huh. I found to be a little pitchy. Yeah, for me, it's an immediate <laughs> roast. Um, you know, when you just don't have it, you can't make it happen. You know. Um, so you're saying she's not going to make it. <laughs> So as long well, as it's been, it's been some time, I don't know. Maybe she's, yeah, worked on her pitch issues at this point. <laughs> Gladys rocked. Rock, I mean, Caroline, you could be, you could be this person's uh, Colonel Tom Parker. If oh you my really gosh, I'm ready. Found the angle for it. Hand me a cigar. Uh, she was only three. She was only three at okay, the time. Well, then and I it was will. An original. This is eleven years original ago. composition. It is yeah, original, kind that. of. I know we were just talking about how I'm not supposed to assume that other people will think my kids are cute. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was undeniable. Come on. I, I wasn't saying undeniable? that to you. <laughs> I was saying, no, I was repeating that off my, my brother's maxim of rule number one parenting is don't assume people think your kids are as cute as you do. That was, of course... GladysRock.bandcamp.com. Oh <laughs> Blowing it up. And and you can donate whatever you think is fair uh, to buy the digital track to send us a gift. Name your price. You can buy the full digital album. Oh, there's an album. All right, all right. There's <laughs> okay. I was like, all right. Wait a minute. <laughs> don't send links. You don't want to see. You can get uh, going sledding with you, Rudolph Aww. the reindeer. Every Christmas parentheses, you send me a card. Mm, so cute. And it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Amy. This is a Nepo baby we're talking about. <laughs> uh, it's basically Maya Hawk. This Maya is your Hawk. Nepo baby. This baby has connections <laughs> in the industry. Oh, we're going to be talking about this baby a lot. <laughs> well, look at that. She's already gotten a this leg up on a Jesus. podcast. This yeah. baby is Jesus. <laughs> Okay, it, we we uh, we it must be spoken about. It's time. The music of Christmas, the first of three Christmas albums from our old pal Skeet and Squirtus Fat Man, Stephen Curtis Chapman, our little Hobbit man. Only three of CCM Rock. I know the restraint for holding back one of the for you know, an actual elf. <laughs> <laughs> He sees the Will Ferrell movie. He's like, representation. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, it is called, I keep having to look it up, The Music of Christmas. <laughs> I just want to keep saying, The Christmas this of Music? music? <laughs> <laughs> the Music of Christmas. He said, yeah, well, this the is what I call songs it. On this album, the original songs on this album are filled with lyrics just that good. True. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it is. Well, let, let's zoom out. Let, let's take a step back because we've never had you on for a whole good Christmas fun. That's true. Episode. 
I want to know what you're looking for each year when it comes to mm. Christmas music, what it was when you were a kid, what it is now in your adult life. You know, uh, aside from getting in the studio with your little Jackson Five of a family, <laughs> what what you're, That's what you're gonna say? Your little Jackson Maine. <laughs> your little Jackson Maine. <laughs> I guess Allie. I just turned dark. <laughs> yeah, I I hope none of your kids turn out like Jackson Maine. Well, talented. <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta weigh the, the, the pros and cons. Legacy. But in general, what it is, I just spit on the screen. Oh, that's so nasty. Uh, in in general, what it is you're looking for with Christmas music? Well, nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking for nostalgia, which is mostly Amy Grant. Yes. The music of I your youth. I feel like I'm Amy Grant in that sweater leaning against the fence with the snow hill, snowy hill behind me. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to feel like God when I'm damn, listening to Christmas music. That's exactly music. right. Tennessee Christmas yeah. scene. Now it, it feels like mm-hmm. we could even create a dichotomy of like there was Tennessee Christmas people, and then there was the uh, oh gosh, what was the second one she did? Her second rocking of her, around the Christmas tree. The quadrilogy. The second album started with yeah, yeah the one where she's in the uh, with in the red suit, like the Santa red velvet. Suit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or a Santa suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Oh, yeah. She kind of did. Truly upsetting that I don't know this album off the top of my head. Amy Grant Christmas. <laughs> just, Is that I'm, what it's called? <laughs> no. Oh. I, I think this must be. Uh, that would be really funny. <laughs> and here's my album. It's Amy Home Grant for Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Great. Home for Christmas. Home for Christmas. Yeah. Home for Christmas. Home for Christmas. Home for Christmas. Okay, ho, which ho, is ho. also the title of one of the songs on Stephen Curtis Chapman's album. Hey, Home for that's right. Yeah. How about that? Interesting. You don't see them collabing a lot. Do you think she's like <laughs> yeah. a one man woman when it comes to that? Like Michael got his claws in on her. Yeah, um, or Smitty said like, if you ever want to work with be. me again, don't you dare call that little elf <laughs> up. You I swear to God. <laughs> Drop Maybe the they're zero. rivals. Get with the W. Yeah. Uh, she started recording like five years before he did. I think it was just too much of a gap. Oh, yeah. I think so. He was like the young pup. So growing up in your household, it was Amy Grant. It was perhaps yeah. this album. It was this album. It's a little bit of, uh, we had this acapella album. Oh, man, I wish I could remember the name of this one. Um but it had a song about how daddy would get home first to build a fire because he's the only one who had that special touch. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, that's <laughs> truly one of the lyrics. <laughs> that's truly one of the lyrics. Acapella, yeah. too. So I think Kevin about tiny, that one. We listen daddy. to like some classic, lots of Bing Crosby, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and yeah, Salty, Salty Christmas for sure. Oh, no. Salty, salty Christmas. Salty the song. Salty is Christmas Calamity. Oh, and to be clear, oh, yeah, have we covered this? For no, of course not. Okay, you haven't covered. Salty's I can't Christmas believe it. Calamity. No, we we sure <gasps> haven't. Why? Uh, there's like 24 <laughs> tracks on there. <laughs> there's 24 tracks. Oh it's no, it's 38 minutes long. Oh, okay, <laughs> I don't know. Mostly dialogue. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like you know, you're you're gonna love seven second tracks like Dusty Pages. What? <laughs> Some of my pages must be dustier than I thought. <laughs> And you know what happens is then they wash the pages, but they shrink. Oh. Wow. They shrink Rats. in the wash, and then they can't sing their Christmas songs, and Christmas is ruined. And and it does get into sort of classics like 
fix it. Christmas classics like Christmas is a time to love. <laughs> we Three Kings Fast is what it's called. Oh, shit. Salty shampoo. And of course, Jingle Bells medley. Um, and uh, <laughs> home for Christmas. The meaning of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know. So, uh, what a hodgepodge here. A, a chestnut we can save for, for next year. Actually, Christmas is a time to love is a really good song. Oh, that's someone sincere? Someone should cover it. Is that yeah. Charity Church Mouse singing that? No, Char- Charity Church Mouse. I can I can do a whole Charity Church Mouse spiel, but she's not in this one. Okay. There wasn't yeah. enough room for a, a, another Wait, what's your spiel? I don't think she shows up at Christmas time. Are you anti-charity? Well, hello, Charity. Hello, <laughs> hello, indeed. I've heard about you, Charity Church Mouse. Yes, indeed. Your fame has preceded you. I'm Risky Rat from Mousetrap Reppers. Oh. Did you say Mousetrap? No, no, my dear Mouse Tail. That's Mouse Tail. Read my lips. Yeah, I could go on. She's Risky. going into a warg-like state. Her <laughs> eyes are rolling back into their head. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> she grew ears. If only my brother were here, we could do we could do the two parts together, you know. But I can't do it alone. You need your whole uh, Velma <laughs> Kelly act. <laughs> we re- go. We recently watched the one where they're chasing them on the train. The movie. Oh yeah. Do you remember this movie, Amy? Where this is a salty movie. This is a salty movie where salty's mostly no, animatronic. He's not like the painted blue weirdo like Ernie. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's- and and risky is a little queer coded uh, in the movie, mm. and uh, makeup looks tragic. Well, Amy turned out okay, so I'm assuming she didn't watch that as a child. <laughs> I didn't watch that <laughs> as a that child. One. No, That's a good call. But then, donut man, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Was it, does Donut Man have a whole like Bing Crosby like <laughs> him and his donut doing oh duets gosh. to each other? A very Donut Man Christmas just for kids. Songs that teach. Songs that praise. There we go. By Donut Man. Why shouldn't Donut Man get cash for Christmas? <laughs> Gentle Mary, Humble Mary is one of the songs on here. Okay. For those who mm. thought Mary too proud in songs past. Wow. <sighs> oh, so, again, something to Mary. maybe dig in. If you think Mary song. is sweet and submissive and docile, please go read the Magnificat again. That's all I have to say. Hell yeah. Wait, what does it say in there? Wait, she doesn't like push back at all, does she? <laughs> She's like... God, I praise you that you're throwing the rich off of their thrones and raising up the poor. And it's it's um actually extremely subversive. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Total total reversal of the hierarchies. So Stephen decided not to sing about that. He decided Stephen did not. He's sung about some blonde haired boys with big dreams. He- <laughs> 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 and just and and just pl- please recap for us like where Steven s- sits for you in the sort of CCM lexicon. Are, are you like trying to figure out how much you can critique him without offending me? No, right no, 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 no. I'm not concerned. About <laughs> no, that you're not worried about offending me. I mean, you heard how um, I just talked about your daughter at three, yeah. so I won't be holding true. back. She roasted Jackson her. Maine. <laughs> she called your daughter Jackson pitchy, Maine. A pitchy Jackson Maine is what you called her. <laughs> yeah, I met Stephen Curtis Chapman in 1988 oh. before y'all were born. Whoa. What was the context um, for this? His second album had come out. My dad was the general manager of a Christian radio station in San Antonio. 
and he invited Stephen Curtis Chapman to come to a concert. SCC didn't even have a band. He played with backing tracks. No way. That's surprising because he seems like he could do like solo acoustic stuff himself. You would think. I don't know what it was in 1988. He likes a big sound. Um, and he had he had the a very real mullet. Mm-hmm. And we went out to eat fajitas. I was seven years old. With him? Uh-huh. Yeah. <gasps> you had sizzling fajitas <laughs> with Steven? And sure I had, did. I hate uh, to put you on the spot. Drop the order. What was he getting <laughs> for the table? Was it guac? Was it queso? Yeah, I'll tell you what it wasn't was Margs. Okay. No Margs okay. from Stephen Curtis. So straight lace. Yeah. A, a, a sober night with the radio family. A positive experience, though. It sounds like it was a it was a good interaction. Yeah, sweet memory. Sweet memory for me. Um I did have a period in around seventh grade where I woke up every morning listening to This is the Great Adventure mm-hmm. because I really wanted my life to be a great adventure. Yeah. You set it as like your alarm clock, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Or, mm-hmm. hell yeah. yeah. yeah I sure set the did. tone yeah. for the day. Caroline, have you ever set, set a song as, a, as yeah. an alarm for you? <laughs> yeah, I have. What song? Um, I think for a while I had uh, You Don't Know Me. Ben Folds, Regina Spector. You don't know me at all. You don't know me. Uh, that one? Yeah. It was nice. All it did was just ruin that song for me <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, I would imagine um, so. But yeah. yeah. I had a... Uh, In college, I listened to Strawberry Fields Forever every ooh. morning. Ooh. That's a nice... So that is a gentle rise. It's a good way to wake up. That feels yeah. good. Very cool. What I did had you have, Kevin? Coffee Cranking Through My Sis by coffee, Chelsea coffee, Ferretti. And there was another song called Death to My Hometown by a little man from New Jersey That's named Bruce Country. <laughs> from the heartland of America. New That's Jersey. right. Uh, but this album, it is sort of a standard fair, a standard offering of what you'd expect from a CCM artist. They yep. got... They got the chestnuts. They got the greatest hits. And maybe their own little take on them as well as their own. And the the question is always and remains in 2023 for anyone putting out a Christmas album. Can I get a song into the canon? Can yeah. I get one that people will actually sing? And Christian-wise, for, for at least for Christian music, I feel like the most recent entries into the all-time Christmas canon were Breath of Heaven by Amy Grant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Mary Did You Know? And then maybe the most recent for like secular music was Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC, which was, I think was the year 2000. So that would have been like 23 years ago. Uh, now, Stephen tries. When did the Mariah Carey song come out? That was, uh, I want to say 93, 94. Perhaps. Oh, is that old? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we're coming up on that. And uh, <laughs> we we admire, we love, we respect the pivot that she's made in the last six years where it's like, this is all Mariah I am. season. This, this is this is it. This, yeah. Th- oh, is this the best thing about me? Okay. Well, here we go. I walked by Victoria's Secret the other day and they had a campaign poster with Mariah on it in a sequin dress just being like it's Mariah's season at Victoria's Secret I was like okay (laughs) sure I mean and it it makes you wonder why more artists don't try to align themselves with the holiday more yeah I guess I guess most country artists do with like the 4th of July or something or Memorial Day or whatever um (laughs) 
But yeah, Stephen has a few. He has a shared hand- in 9-11 too. <laughs> yeah, shared. He aligns with 9-11. Amy, Caroline thinks that it, Cher wrote the song Believe in response to the 9-11 tragedy. Uh, a song that came out. I actually out. think I did hear you guys talking about this on a previous <laughs> episode. So, yeah. You can never tell <laughs> with this one. It's persuasive. <laughs> you, okay. Steven tries his um, hand a handful of times. Yeah, he tries. I don't think any of these really, the original songs have not made it into the canon. The music of Christmas, Christmas is all in the heart. God is with us. This baby. This baby. Going home for Christmas (laughs) and precious promise. These Mm -hmm. are the top to bottom uh, original songs. Uh, Going home for Christmas is about death. Yeah. So, do we want to speak to this a little didn't bit? Think that was. <laughs> yeah, this was gonna chart. So, so kind of part of the reason I was asking Amy about your own personal taste when it comes to what you're looking for with Christmas music is I, I was getting at even when you were a young child or even now in your adult life, were you ever looking for a song about your grandma dying? Uh, <laughs> as far as Christmas music goes. <laughs> I mean, maybe if my grandma had died around Christmas time, I would have been. <laughs> so this song you going want a song for that going home for Christmas, it feels fairly standard, um, like country music fair where it's country like country music. It's telling a story. It's, yeah, it's just storytelling, and it's about adult themes of death and transcendence and etc. But going home for it's one of those things. One of those songwriter 101 things of like, you have to construct your song around a central metaphor. Like whatever the title of the song is or whatever the chorus is getting at is a central metaphor of everything you're talking about. And for this one, it is the double entendre of what going home for Christmas means, which is (laughs) you travel, you (laughs) book flights, you get plane tickets to go see your family. gather with the fam. Or if you're elderly, you are going to your eternal kingdom in heaven. For Christmas. Yep. And you announce to your family over and over again, (laughs) you won't see me. I'll be gone. I'll be dead. I'll be gone. I'll be with Jesus. I'll be dead. You won't see me. I mean, she was like predicting the death. The thing that really like. And actually, it it just hits a little too hard now. (laughs) It's a little hard. (laughs) It was fine when I was a kid, but now I I am the priest at a church where I had two funerals this weekend and another death. Like. And it's Christmas time. So Did they call it ahead of time no. too? I mean, that's the <laughs> they thing. They said I'm going home for Christmas. They, not, so <laughs> neither of them saying this. Thanksgiving, I guess. I don't know. Rest in peace. It, uh, if no. if I remember, and if I'm of cognizant mind, and Caroline, I hope we know each other when this happens. Oh. I will play this song in my <laughs> in my twilight years, <laughs> and I'll do it for like ten You'll play years it every year. I'll, I'll do it ten to fifteen years in a row. Of like, I don't know. This could be living. Wait, I want to find the chorus real quick. She told everyone I'll miss you, but I'll be leaving soon. I'm going Imagine me holding up the Bluetooth speaker at the kitchen table. They're like, okay. Everyone's just kind of looking down at their feet, like, okay, great. Like he already does this. He always does this. Um, the thing that is so crazy about grandma predicting her demise for everybody is the fact that we find out later in the song, grandpa's still around. 
Yeah. Grandpa's got to go <laughs> uh-huh. meet the fam and kind of do all that <laughs> with tears in his eyes. He's carrying on her legacy. <laughs> tears you in his eyes. <laughs> yep. Like, damn. damn. It's hard enough to tell your, your sweet young loved ones, but then to your spouse be like, you're going to do it alone this year. It's on you, babe. <laughs> like, deal with it. It's so crazy. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, we don't know. None of us have lived to be this old yet. I yeah. guess they don't specify how old she is other than she's a grandma. She could be a young grandma. She could young be young. Grandmas out there. Mm. Yeah. But may- maybe yeah. when we're all, when the three of us are at that stage of life and that maturity, we'll talk like that. Yeah. Like, hey, this is it. Maybe there'll be a new candor. Or, or something. Or maybe she was just planning on doing like a really hardcore motorcycle ride that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it was her covering She's her. Choosing rest. time and place. She was doing parkour in Dubai. <laughs> she wasn't or something. ill. No, <laughs> she just knew how she wanted to go. <laughs> Grandma's Formula One racing this week. I'm going home for Christmas. This is it. You do respect that. Man, I, I do. told you what it's like turning 40, but just wait until yeah. you turn 80. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you don't know. Just 35 years from now. We Kevin. don't know. Hey, <laughs> that's not what I need right now. No, no, it's not 30. It's 25, 26 math. years from now. <laughs> there. Oh. You'll be wait. 80. <laughs> you won't be 80. Oh, 80. I'm sorry. No, yeah. you're right. Okay. I thought you said 70. Yeah. Okay. Might be, might be. Uh, so there's that. There's also, you, you get, I, I don't know if for anyone else you felt like this, but he does do a, a cover of Angels We Have Heard on High that felt like Toto's Africa. Ooh, I can hear that. Y'all hear it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. And he judges it up in his little elfish ways. Giving it. <laughs> in Rivendell with all the other guys. Etc. Uh, nice. But for you, Amy, were there any like because this is such a we were talking about maybe music we could talk about on the show. Was there any songs yeah. that felt yeah. like home runs for you or that you very closely associate with the holiday? You know, I re-listened to this album yesterday, of course, in preparation, and thought none of these songs are really very good. It's a pretty boring album. <laughs> Why do I want to listen to it every year? And yet I do want to listen to it every year. Yeah. Right. Um, I like his, I I think one thing that is kind of impressive is at least these new arrangements to classic hymns. I think he wrote the arrangements. Yes. It it would appear. He's not, yeah, taking them out of someone else's No one else is credited. And that's something. I like his O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And I think that's a really hard one to improve on. Yeah, he puts it in a major key and kind of uh, like fancies up the chords in a way that I did think was musically interested. Interesting. He's not boring musically. Like even as yeah. vanilla wonder bread vanilla bean he can be blonde. Like, as as two little blonde boys would say, I guess we have to talk about that song. Like like there's <laughs> We'll get to that song. <laughs> he's not the most musically adventurous, but he's not he's not without interest. He's got flourish. He's sure. Um, There's some real moments of beauty. Christmas in the Heart is the number one most streamed song from this album. Million streams. Yeah, and there yeah, there is a music the video. Boys. Did you did either of you is. happen oh, to peep no, the music video? No, I didn't. Uh-uh. It's basically you know <laughs> illustrating what the song is, and, okay. and he's got just the floopiest 
you know, 30-something, 40-something hair, and he's singing this <laughs> while playing his guitar. Why, why are you? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> She's pointing at his hair. She's pointing at my hair. 30-something. Yeah. Same. This is an audio medium, Caroline. <laughs> She's pointing at my hair after I said floopy. I was about to say just like this, this sexually provocative performance. Oh, right, right, right. It's kind of raw. Losing, you Dangerous. Know, that's kind of the Skeeton Scores Fat Man promise. Uh, this song. This is a song that's like, yeah, talk can about you it. believe some people are poor on Christmas? <laughs> I sure can. You know what else I can believe? Some people are rich, like my little boys. <laughs> <laughs> Two little blonde-haired boys with big dreams tried to sleep, but sleep wouldn't come. We'd be tearing into presents long before the break of dawn. It's a class warfare song. It is. In a lot of well, ways. Well, he's decided there's no warfare. <laughs> they just there exist is no warfare. separately, and it's not Christmas a problem. Because Christmas is always in, in the heart, so, uh-huh. you know. It is sort of like a... a, a <laughs> so mus- it doesn't matter if you're poor and I'm rich... <laughs> Because Christmas is in the heart. We're both getting Christmas, if you think about it. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. Stephen does uh, so many Operation Christmas Child boxes every year I'm to sure make he up. Does, for- actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just so funny that this song is just like, let me point out how poor this family is and how rich my family is. Oh, yeah. And it ain't that something. <laughs> and, and not like, I don't know, let's help them. <laughs> The opening couplet is in a one-bedroom apartment on the humble side of town. There stands a little tree. Looks a lot like Charlie Brown's. Just the peanuts catching strays from SCC. (laughs) Looks like Charlie Brown's. (laughs) Oh! And and yeah, saying Christmas is in the heart, it is such a funny rhetorical... It's like rhetorical bailout language in a way, where it's like, hey, why are we so divided? At the end of the day... Christmas we both is in had the an heart. awesome Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it kind of blind, like class blind. Yes. Christmas is in the heart. Hey, we're all just yeah. people here. Christmas right? doesn't people. discriminate. Yeah. At the end of the day, as an entity, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, Christmas is just a thing that happens too. It's not like a person. It's not a movement. It's just. A, a, a vibe, you know, <laughs> and you Grew, have it. Or you not even a theological message. No, no, Sorry. no, no, no. There's no. <laughs> but it's in the heart. That's where the feeling starts. And like a fire inside, it touches every part. It's just there. It's not a call to action. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not a uh, a prompting to give. It just, just you up. It happens. And if you're around, you have it. He does try to wrap it up, uh, and he can't even wrap this under the tree, but (laughs) it's in the love heaven gave, that night our Savior came, and that same love can still be found wherever you are. So there are these sort of platitudinal concessions to, uh, you know, it's not about the presents. Have you ever heard someone talk about Christmas and say, it's actually not about presents? I am looking for someone to say. That's wild. It is about presents. That's crazy. (laughs) It's actually just kind of a prelude to Black Friday. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of an excuse for having it. And Caroline, so we 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 do need to this baby. I we need we it it must be spoken about. It cannot be ignored. And and for the songwriting credits, you were talking about the credits before, Amy. This is co-written. It's a co-write. It's because this part is the you know traditional hymn. Written by William C. Dix is truly his name. 
Okay. And then it's William C. Dix. Will, Will C. Bill Dix. C. Dix. Will C. Dix. Will C. Bill C. Dix? Will C. Dix. It's like so that's how we have to thinking. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we can move on. And then, <laughs> and then it's this song. I think we should play a snippet for the listener. Well, he cried when he was hungry. Did all the things that babies do. He shit at his pants <laughs> on his mother's lap. And he wiggled and giggled and cooed. Yeah, those weird pimples on his face when he was born for a while. The tears when he got his first teeth. Almost everything about this, boy. this little baby seemed as natural as it could be. This big natural baby. This baby baby changed the world. This baby Very poppy, the poppiest thing on the album. Sure. Yeah. He had blonde hair too, just like my son. <laughs> so, Caroline, five years ago. Beautiful blonde baby, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, five years ago. Half a decade ago on the show, we talked about this song. We talked about this song with Lisa oh, Gilroy. Okay. It was like it was Hunt for the Worst Christmas song of all time. It sounded like that. Mm. And it was this and then some hateful right wing song of, <laughs> of a similar vein. <laughs> or like some new song or casting crown song. Uh <laughs> the the line that you said that will always stay with me is like, he had a pretty big bush. <laughs> You said this five years ago. About the baby? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. And that's just there the hell? on our episode oh, with no. Lisa Gilroy. This is why I can't go back. From 2018. Um, <laughs> this is a very, like, Ricky Bobby obsessed with baby. That's exactly <laughs> what you said Jesus five years five. ago. Yeah, I was five. I was like, I probably did say that. Um, yeah, just really getting into the weeds of what a baby it could be like. <laughs> From your expertise and perspective amy can you tell us if there's some sort of cultural precedent or phenomena that leads to i don't know if you would call it uh, a fetishization or an obsession with baby jesus and like even even this song and mary did, did you know i see connect in a way of like they didn't even know that this little thing would be god like it's sort of the same premise <laughs> of like the twist is that he's God in that it's it comes from this little thing. Fetish it. I can't even say that word. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, baby Jesus is not threatening. Mm -hmm. Baby Jesus doesn't ask you to do anything, right? So I, I think that could be part of the obsession with it being baby Jesus. Yeah. But there's also something that's pretty, like, legitimately amazing about it, like, that if that God chose to come to earth in the form of a totally helpless baby mm -hmm. is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. True. And actually, I mean, the incarnation is kind of my current theological favorite doctrine. Why is that? Um, because I think probably all of us grew up hearing the cross, the cross, the cross, the cross. The source of our salvation is God had to kill Jesus, right? Yeah. To pay the sacrifice for our sins. And when I was in seminary, I read some like early Christian thinkers like Athanasius who really 
put and um and Gregory, they really put the point of salvation at the incarnation, not at the crucifixion or the resurrection. So like salvation actually occurred when God entered human flesh and began redeeming all creation. Mm-hmm. And that's like much more beautiful way to think about it, right? Creation had been wounded, damaged, and so God came and actually entered into this wounded, damaged creation and in doing so began to heal it, a process that started and that will one day be completed for all of creation. That's like an astounding doctrine Mm -hmm. and a totally different way of thinking about salvation than like, well, God had to kill Jesus because God is righteous and there was sin. Yeah, and the the sort of poetry of the vulnerability that's even outlined in this very silly song about like... (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) He was fragile. He like, he... He shat himself. He had to go through the regular <laughs> puberty changes. What's, he got hungry. <laughs> what's, the, what's the second? Yeah, like. Oh, yeah. He, he was a boy. He got taller and some things started changing. Some things started changing. <laughs> Evocative. The sound of his voice. Yeah, they get into the Adam's apple. Mm-hmm. Dang. He had a growth spurt. Teen Jesus. And there is something <laughs> like yeah. qu- quite interesting about that in in focusing on the humanity yeah. of that, the accessibility of that. And this song uh, makes that point in a way that's not super eloquent or <laughs> beautiful, but <laughs> connects with people, I guess. And when he would, uh, I don't know if you remember this from when you saw him in 1988, but when he would perform this live, he would have a baby, like a, there was a line of backup baby dancers behind him that had like this choreography. Yeah. It was like really beautifully choreographed, kind of like the baby from Ally McBeal. And they would slowly they grow They were CGI up. though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a CGI baby, just like the one from, they would slowly, yeah, for each verse, they would get a little bit bigger uh-huh. and there'd be new backup Teens at the end. They got taller, some things started changing. Yeah, there would be like just a whole boy band by the end. By the end of it, it was One Direction out there with Steven. It is funny, like you, we get as far as like the literature of the Bible, like what we have to go off of, you know, we get a lot about the birth, you know, which Jesus is basically completely passive during the entire time. Just a teensy little bit in the middle point, and then the, a lot about the death and like the that last you know yeah. year or whatever of his life. Um, so I appreciate Stephen, you know, bringing a little bit of imagination to the that time, you know, and maybe sure, writing absolutely. a little apocrypha about what may have happened <laughs> in the years that we were. It's a bit of a mystery for the he rest wrestled of us. with his dad, and he was never sad. <laughs> he was obsessed with beating his dad, <laughs> like every young man. Um, tickle fight because <laughs> yeah. yeah. what's it the only thing we really have of like non-baby Jesus and non-carpenter 33 years old Jesus is the temple incident temple scene yeah where he runs off yeah. and then he's like hey woman why are you crying yeah uh, and I know woman wasn't actually pejorative in the way he said it in the bible but still it's very funny where he's like hey it's all good he's just vibing <laughs> Any other highlights from the album that we want to hit? Anything that struck you, Caroline? Perhaps a, a precious par- promise. Uh, precious promise did strike me. Um, I I don't know why all of a sudden this is starting to really bother me, but I don't know why people need to keep calling out the very Mary was a virgin. I think that she would be maybe like, can we 
not. <laughs> it's in poor need, taste. They don't need, they don't need like, to I know. know. It's true, but give me a break. <laughs> not in front of company. Zest. Whether I've been penetrated or not. <laughs> You're saying there's like a. Perhaps uh, it contributes to maybe Madonna horror complexes culturally. No, or, I just don't want people to think she was a dork, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, you don't. Mary was cool. You know, she was that girl. Um, it's like if every time they sing about Joseph, they called him a cuck. Joseph was exactly. It's like, do we need to? We know. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, highlight it. Cool. It's actually, a really interesting point. Yeah, <laughs> I want a song about Joseph. <laughs> Joseph's troubles. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. What? Who would be the greatest CCM? Could Lauren Daigle or <laughs> or someone yeah. write something about Joseph kind of being like, uh, should I leave? <laughs> like, what's, what's my place in all of this now? I feel a little... Yeah. Inferior. The, you know, the expectations Joseph had to live up t- to. Oh, sure. In the bedroom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been hard for him. There's a lot... Someone of, should write about that. There is discourse now. <laughs> neither, neither of you may be aware because you've been out of the dating game for a while, but there's discourse now about the body count conversation that you might have with the significant other. If you even need to, if it's appropriate, if it's secure, insecure, what you do with that. I imagine the body count convo with Joseph and Mary was uh, loaded in that way. Right. Where it's like, yeah, it was just one, but he was literally God. Yeah, so good luck. Because sometimes you even say, but you don't say who it was. And it's like, well, if I don't know them, then that's not that big a deal. But it's like, it was God. It's like... Oh. And it was like announced yeah. to everybody. Yeah, you know, so, normally you can kind of classily like sort of glaze over, like, oh, we don't need to get the or details. just compartmentalize your he was life. Fine. Yeah, or they live on the other side of town. We're not going <laughs> to see each other ever, so it's not a big deal, <laughs> right? But that's yeah, big part of my shepherds life. weren't showing up <laughs> talking about it. There was one other song on this album, a song called "Our God Is With Us." This was a collab. This was. SCC and MWS. Smitty wrote this song together. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. So they aren't rivals. Uh, I mean, only, only with the woman, perhaps. <laughs> only with, with right. the prize of Amy. The ultimate collab. Yeah, like she's Katniss and one of them's mm. Peter or whatever. <laughs> we know which one. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Curtis Chapman is yeah, definitely right. Peter. <laughs> Peter Curtis Chapman. <laughs> uh, this song, especially chorus-wise... Tell me if I'm cuckoo. And I know this came out in the same year. It sounds, or actually the year after. I think it sounds like the circle of life. <laughs> Especially at the chorus, yes. It's coming. Yeah, Caroline's nodding her head. Absolutely. Amy's nodding her head. Absolutely. Wow. Even tempo-wise and and, and rhythmically, you don't hear it at all. Listeners, please. I guess. (laughs) I guess a little. There's some movement. Circle of life was bone dry. You couldn't see Rafiki, you know, wailing out on this. He's putting the mark on Christ instead. I appreciate it. 
Well, at least that's how it struck me. You felt the... It was a good try. The king of the jungle on that. Try. It was a good a try. It was a good try. Good try, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Any other highlights from this album? Anything we want to discuss about this before we kind of give it our final rating? We were all so moved by it. <laughs> Brings up, Choked up big stuff. <laughs> I I will say I remember this baby so vividly. You do? This baby. Yeah. Yeah. This baby. <laughs> na, 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 this baby na, na, is kind of, I think, the highlight of the album. Bleak. It was played on KSBJ or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Whoa, you remember that? Good grief. 89. My dad was a FM. Christian radio station manager in San Antonio. So KSBJ was Christian like competition. Oh, the, the competition for sure. Wow. That was yeah. the radio station yeah. in Houston where I grew up. Ah. KSBJ is the reason. I like how you said that to Carolyn like she didn't know. Right. Oh, Houston? Yeah. <laughs> that KSBJ is, that is the reason it's giving you is the reason that there's audio of me and Katy Perry having a sort of Frost Nixon esque exchange. Yeah, we've all heard 20 it. Twenty years ago. <laughs> hey, whoa. Wait a See, this is what happens when these episodes go on too long. Right. People start adopting Caroline's characteristics. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Kingwood. They start molding. Man, Kingwood. Wow, that takes me back. Wow. We should do a live show in Kingwood. Let's do it. At my old church. All right, well, let's give this a final rating. The way this works, Amy, we're going to give it a holy toast or holy roast. We- Caroline, help me out. Mm. It's good Christmas fun. Right. What are we toasting with and what are we roasting with this this year? Oh, what's in the glass? Yeah, like what's the what's the holy toast? Is it a nutmeg latte? Is it a hot chocolate? Is it a hot toddy? We could do this two ways. You know, we could toast with the nog, with the toddy. I mm. love a toddy. Um, we could also give it a jingle bell or a jingle smell. <laughs> <laughs> so think on that. <laughs> jingle bell or jingle smell. <laughs> <laughs> deck the halls or deck my balls. Uh, dick my balls. Dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. That Amy. one I think will be hard. <laughs> yeah. Amy, make sure your congregation doesn't check this out. <laughs> it's okay. There have only been two dick jokes okay. in this whole episode, Ooh, which I think is a record that low is a for record. Y'all, so. if, if yeah. we need to, whoa. Uh, if we need to, we can change your name when the episode yeah. publishes. <laughs> like, Amy it's, Peters. It's the problem. Flamey. Yeah. Flamey Peters. Flamey Peters. Flamey Peterson. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let, for now, we'll say a holy toast, and we'll say it, we're we're toasting with hot toddy. Yes. We're sending it to heaven where the angels are toasting it around open fire. Holy roast. We're roasting it like chestnuts in hell. Yeah. And that's that the Christmas nice, fire. Though. What's that? It sounds nice, though. Well, as we learned in Hell Month, <laughs> hell is good sometimes. So it's up to you to make those kind of uh, judgment calls. That's true. Okay. And it's not one thing or the other. It's the space between. The space between. Hmm. The stockings over the fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The stockings. <laughs> so it's not in the not fire. Not in the fire. It's near. <laughs> but, but it's not it's getting not toasted under either. under the tree presence. But that's right. It's something. Yeah, it's dangling. It's kind of small crap. <laughs> We've really thought this through. Stockings. I love stockings, though. It's well, tough for me. You can't even wrap that under the tree. Caroline, we'll start with you. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop this album in the stocking, actually, because... Um, Amy, as you noted, this is this is an extremely mid album. Um, it is 
It really is. It yeah. really is. I, I mean, you know, throughout the listen, I was like, and yet if I had been a child soaked in the skim milk of Stephen Curtis Chapman's music. <laughs> the skim milk. Through my childhood, I would have been like, I can't wait to, you know, hit hit the tunes, you know, on this uh, Christmas. So it's not, you know, it's not the worst. It's not, it's not great. It's a stocking for me. Wow. For Caroline, it is Steve Mid, Stephen Curtis Chap Mid. Nice. Yes. Okay. We exactly. turn it to Amy. <laughs> well, if what I'm looking for in Christmas music is nostalgia, and this yes. was the album playing in my house when I was a child, then I have to raise my hot toddy with some whiskey and ginger and lemon mm. and uh, give it a holy toast. Yum. Oh my gosh. Love I, the skim milk. I haven't had a hot toddy in forever. <laughs> no skim. No skim milk. <laughs> okay. No skim in that thing. <laughs> oh, they're good. Uh I I I gotta join. I'm gonna be a, another little stocking stuffer. Okay. Yeah. I will. Yeah. This is a stuffer. It it's not an unpleasant listening experience. Not an unpleasant album, but it's it is definitely mid. It is sort yeah. of a, a a green wallpaper listening to it. It's some nice background music. Yes, but it, but yeah. it does remain wallpaper. It it's not striking enough for me to. Uh, but this baby, I will. You know, is this baby enough to get it from over the open Pop fire? It to the top. It's no. to be fair. It's really hard to break ground with Christmas music. Yeah. You know, I think most artists are not breaking it out of the stocking. And I know we theirs. go to Stephen Curtis Chapman to break ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's here for. He's got a trail to blaze and yeah. a ground to break. He does. But in this case, he he didn't. A- Amy, yeah, did you? I think he'll be he'll be happy hanging out with Dave Matthews. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever listen to his other two Christmas albums that he came out with? No. <laughs> I never did. I really I stopped listening to Chris to Christian music around 1997. Wow. That's the why. So, why that year in particular? That clear cut off. I mean, that was when I was sixteen. Yeah, and I had a car, and I could listen to whatever I wanted to in the car. Did <laughs> you graduate from? Lindsay you had Lindsay. free will. <laughs> yeah, I had free will at that point. Yeah. Exactly the way you put it is how I thought about turning sixteen and getting a car. Was really? I can listen to whatever I want, and I don't have to ask someone. <laughs> Yeah, that and felt then did like, you keep listening to Christian music after that, Kevin? Uh, well, it my my ninety percent of the time. I will truthfully, it was like forty percent of the time, and then my slow off ramp was movie soundtracks, and then Wicked, and then Rent. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second time Wicked's come up in this podcast. Wickedly, the wickedly talented Stephen Curtis Chapman. All right, well. That's one toast and two mids from the GCF podcast. <laughs> a uh, respectable rating. It's a it's a ease into good Christmas fun. That's yeah, right. This is a it. great yeah. preamble. You turn up the dial next week. Yeah. Oh, we're we're Save diving the hits for next head week. first into. Uh, <laughs> Don't say you're diving in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess that's appropriate. You invented that. Um, but all right, you know what time of the podcast is? It's time to bring things down. And Amy, we're not here to plug ourselves or promote our projects. We're here to lift them up to the Lord, including something we may be enjoying in secular culture. Um, Caroline, Christmas Caroline, we'll start with you. This Christmas, you can lift me up at 
Caroline's farts. Um, I'm going to lift up a friend of the pods project this time around. The beautiful, the wonderful Anthony Trolley made a short film called Don't Shoot the Messenger, which you can now finally watch for free online. Uh, I believe on YouTube. You don't have to pay a cover charge anymore. You don't have to pay a charge. (laughs) And uh, you will get to see the Nathan Ely. The hottest man (sighs) in Hollywood. And surrounding areas. On the screen, he does get a line that he made up and got in there just under the wire. So he says thank you. Yeah, Lord Dernstow, he says thank you. <laughs> he said thank you. Um, so go ahead and support Trolley if you love him. Uh, and it's also just a great film. So genuinely a good time. Don't shoot the messenger. A movie I'm not in the credits for. We turn it to Amy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, and I have a little voice yeah, acting Caroline, credit. That, I that forgot was about my, that. That was That's my... Right. <laughs> Caroline does a voiceover. Oh yeah, in there's the like film. the tiniest fight where they're reading letters, and you may hear a familiar voice in a southern accent. Caroline finally <laughs> uh, fulfills her destiny and plays a war wife. <laughs> Girl back home. And are you credited, Caroline? <laughs> I think so. She sure. No, you are. Oh, I am. Sure. Okay, yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Ooh. Uh, all right. Thank you, Caroline. We turn it to Amy. Thank you. You can find me at amypeterson.net. Or subscribe to my Substack, which I think is Amy Pete. I think that's I think that's how you find it. Do you want to lift you can up? Find it on Amy Peterson. Gladysrock.bandcamp.com. <laughs> oh, well. no, I already got lifted up. Um, my books are Dangerous Territory and Where Goodness Still Grows. They're available everywhere, and I would like to live up, lift up. Have, have you guys talked about the TV show Deadlock? Oh. Okay, so Deadlock is an Australian murder mystery show. Um, it's very funny, very dark, very queer, and perfect for binging this month. Ooh, so I'm lifting up Deadlock. And where where can we find Deadlock? Oh, I think it's streaming on Amazon. Okay, great. So you want to lift up Amazon is what you're saying. <laughs> it, it, Mr. Bezos <laughs> over really, there. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere, and I'll lift up a movie I saw a couple of days ago called May December. Have you heard of this movie, Caroline? May oh, December. Oh, with Natalie Portman. It stars Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman. It's out. It's out in select theaters currently. It'll be on Netflix very soon. When I tell you, while I was watching this movie, I was like, movie of the year. The girls are girling. Ten out of ten. I was, I was, I was being a a, a good, uh, you know, viewer. I wasn't <laughs> losing my mind, but I was internally. I was hooting and hollering. I was almost Ooh. like jumping on the chair. Absolutely captivating. Exciting. Directed by Todd Haynes, who the girlies will know from Carol, Far from Heaven. Carol. Carol, and things of that nature. I'm Carol, and I want to watch it. A gorgeous movie. What? Uh, uh, totally took me by surprise. Don't look up anything about it before you see it. Mm-hmm. Just one of those that let it wash over you. Quite fun to watch it with an audience who was uh, laughing along with me. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere, patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as a little Christmas gift to us. Every review you leave would donate a dollar to charity. The Amy Peterson, thank you so much. 
much for joining us so late. <laughs> past your bedtime there. It's way past my bedtime, y'all. It's 10.30 on the oh, East Coast. No. We Worth appreciate it, it so yeah. much. <laughs> and there's nothing left to say except for, okay, okay I, I love, love you, Emma. Emma. Amen. Amen. Now watch, now watch this drive. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Thanks, Amy. And we'll go out <laughs> Thanks, with, with the runaway hit from this album, which is... <laughs> Mash hit. <laughs> energy <to> boost. <laughs> Hard to say what that might this be. This baby. <laughs> This week, we want you to act as if you're this baby. Pretend it's you. Walk in faith and confidence that you're this baby. Be this baby in your community. Be the this baby you want to be in the world. Be the this baby that you want to change in the world. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.